All right, so Monica, this is probably my favorite group topic because you know how much I love true crime and probably people who have been listening to us for a while know how much I love true crime, even though we don't have a true crime podcast. But November is the month that changes. Just for the month of November, we're focusing on true crime in all sorts of varieties. I'm really excited about this because I too am a true crime lover, not in maybe the same sense that you are, where I feel like you run the entire gambit of true crime as I'm just a little more focused on historical true crime and really, really strange unsolved mysteries. But I think we're going to have a lot of fun today and a lot of fun this month. And you never know what's going to happen. That's right. So I thought we'd start out with some fun true crime. True crime involving animals, not crimes against animals, because that's tragic and I don't want to talk about it. No. But crimes involving animals where the animal is the criminal. What? No, an animal can't be a criminal. They're too sweet. Right. So that's what I thought, too. But just to give you a little taste of what some of these animals have, as they say in true crime, allegedly done. (laughs) So one of my favorite true crime genres is crimes with drugs, like drug lords and Mm. all of that. So did you know that in Sri Lanka, a cat was caught smuggling heroin into the prison? Oh. I know. I don't, I wonder if the cat knew it was. Maybe, I don't know. No, I don't think it did. But they eventually (laughs) caught the cartel because they followed the cat back to the cartel's lair. I mean, a little error in judgment and planning when using a cat. Maybe they should have had a decoy. Yes could just had two different black cats nobody would ever know exactly but that's not the only drug smuggling criminal animal there's also a story about another cat smuggling hashish into a russian prison these poor little kitties they don't know what they're getting into they go rub up on someone's leg and next thing you know they're drug meals amazing right (laughs) amazing now if you want an accomplice that's a parrot yes There was also a Brazilian cartel that trained a parrot to act as a lookout and it would squawk, mom, the police. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that you could train them like that. I thought they just mimicked you. I didn't realize there was that you could train them. I don't know what they're capable of, but apparently a lot. Chimpanzees get in on the action too. I can see that. I mean, they have thumbs. They used to be used to pickpocket, right? If we Mm -hmm. think of Abu, the monkey. Oh yeah, the most famous of all animal criminals, Abu. Oh, Abu. We also have a drug smuggling eagle. What? I know. How do you smuggle drugs in an eagle? Well, it's a drug delivering eagle. Wow, that's scary. That could go the wrong way for you. So this was also in Sri Lanka. They used the eagle to deliver drugs. A raven bringing a secret message or a pigeon bringing a message. But it's a freaking eagle. Could claw your face off. (laughs) That's scary. And in Central America, they like to use tiny birds to deliver fanny packs of drugs to Costa Rican inmates. A pigeon, as an example. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. I mean, it's it's so clever. It makes me laugh. It's very clever. Diabolical. Yeah, because you think of animals, unless it's a dog mauling someone or a tiger, something like that, you might think of them in that way or like on Tiger King, eating someone's arm off, literally. Yes. Um, (laughs) You don't don't think of animals participating because they're just part of nature. 
Just like you, I wouldn't think of a flower participating, right? We just paint them with this brush stroke of innocence. That's uh, probably why they're easier to use. Probably. It's nature over nurture. And I, I think most of them have a good nature. And sometimes it's nurtured for criminal activity. <gasps> yes. Unbelievable. So I got this article from melmagazine.com. I really enjoyed reading it. It'll be in our show notes for anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about criminal animals. But let's move on and talk about some crimes involving animals. There's some big ticket crimes involving animals, Monica. So like, like what? I can't even imagine that. I mean, when I think of crimes involving animals, I think of Cruella DeVille stealing 101 Dalmatians. But beyond that, I really can't think of anything that would involve an animal. Well, so I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of the articles that I found regard a puppy theft ring. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I thought it was just one incident in Florida, in Tampa Bay, where a pet store was robbed of 12 puppies. This was just April of this year. Okay. So April, 2021, the 12 puppies were valued at $49,000. I was like, okay, we could talk about that. Maybe they should value their puppies lower. It is a racket anymore trying to even get a breed like my dog, which is a multi-poo, who is not a purebred, but they're called designer dogs. Uh And they have probably tripled in price in the past 12 years since I got Scarlet. I wouldn't even be able to afford Scarlet today. Oh, I can believe it. So then I found another story where 11 puppies were stolen from a pet land in Rome. And I always think that we're talking about another country, just like Kanicki in Greece. (laughs) But no, this is a pet land in Rome, Georgia. And 11 puppies worth nearly $48,000 were stolen. And what you were saying just a second ago about the value of dogs and how it's gone up so much, there's a breed in here. It's a Cavachon. Cavalier and a Bichon. Oh, okay. A Cavalier and a Bichon. So a Cavapoo is Cavalier and a Poodle? Poodle. Mm -hmm. Okay. French Bulldog, Great Dane, a pug. I mean, come on, just leave that. I have to look up what this Cavachon looks like, but proceed. (laughs) So, you know, a whole range of very expensive designer dogs and purebred dogs stolen from the pet land in Rome, Georgia, according to the Atlanta Journal Constitutional. I see why these Cavachons were, I know now why they were stolen. They're literally the cutest little teddy bear dogs that you could imagine. I'm sorry. We will put an image up. They are so adorable. Well, so this is the first of two more puppy burglaries in a short period of time. So the pet land was also burglarized when it was in a different city and $75,000 of puppies were stolen. That was back in March. And then another pet land was robbed. Five puppies stolen worth $15,000. And then a week after that, 19 more puppies stolen valuing $60,000 from another pet land. I think that there's an inside ring going on. Well, clearly if it's all happening at pet land, then somebody from the inside is doing this. I just keep wondering where are they reselling these puppies to? So this is happening in Georgia. So are they driving maybe up here to the Midwest and then pretending that they're a breeder? I just wonder. Possibly selling them online. I could. Oh yeah. Online. online Definitely. Yes. I mean, this is big business here. I'm also in the wrong business. I obviously need to start being a Cavachon breeder. There's still time. I can have a little Cavachon puppies and apparently $75,000. From the cute and cuddly animal criminals and puppy thieves. So from the Cruella de Vils. Mm -hmm. To 
reptiles being used as murder weapons. Wait, what? I know. Oh no, it's up to my toe. Oh no, it's up to my neck. You know, that Shel Silverstein poem about the boa constrictor. Oh, right. Oh my. Yeah. You could, I guess, train a boa constrictor to do your bidding. You sure can. And there's real life experience with people using snakes as murder weapons. And the Supreme Court in India has now officially claimed crimes that use poisonous snakes as weapons for murder. Wow. I guess because it can. Well, uh, Cleopatra, well, I guess she died by suicide, supposedly was by an asp. So I guess that people have been using them for a very long time. I just didn't know that they were homicidal. I just thought in a suicidal way. Well, so in this article that I found, it's actually a very famous Indian crime that happened where a woman was bitten by a cobra (gasps) in her bed. Ooh. Right? And her husband wanted to pass it off as just an accident. But the police ended up doing a lot of investigating. They looked at previous crimes involving cobras and other snake bites. They found a way to strengthen their case against the husband by using those previous trials and the notes and things that were taken. So they created a dummy and a reptile dummy. And they figured out that a reptile like a cobra has one bite if it's a natural instinct to bite and another bite if it's prompted. Whoa. I know. I'm thinking that's a bit of junk science, but whatever. I think the husband did it and he deserves to go to jail. Oh, okay. That's really funny because this reminds me of true crime that I've come across where the people have been convicted based on your mouth bites, but then that science is actually flawed and we really can't be identified by our bites, but yet people get convicted. Then we're also saying, like you said, junk science, the cobra bites one way. Oh, okay. Have we, how much have we studied this? (laughs) But yeah, there must've been other extenuating circumstances for them to, to want to go this way with him. I'm sure. I'm sure. So that's all I've got for reptiles and murder. But as we know, the bayou and swamp area where alligators go, it's a great place to get rid of bodies. Yes. Cause they eat them so quickly. They do. They do. I mean, the same way that you could feed a body to, let's say a tiger or a pig or a pig. That's one of the things that is weird to me is that uh, some of the serial killers have been pig farmers because they just throw the meat to the pigs and they devour it. Weird. And I can't believe the pigs actually do it. Yeah. They're pigs. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I don't know a lot about the anatomy of a pig and how their jaws are so strong enough to bite through bone. I don't know. I don't either. They're just, I don't know. And why? I mean, they have to devour it. To me, I'm always imagining that there are these little ravenous things inside a pen and then you throw anything in there and they're like, I don't even know if that's how it happens. Always hungry. Yeah. You throw a old corn on the cob in there and they're like, this may not be true, but this is how I'm envisioning it. Oh, how funny. Well, so Monica, that's really all I have for crimes involving animals and criminal animals. But I know you did some research on weird animal laws. Yes, I did. Because when we did our Americana episode and we were diving into laws, I came across a few of them that were funny and involved animals. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that because the one that really stuck in my head was the one from French Lick Springs, Indiana. I don't know if you remember this. I do remember. (laughs) And it kind of throws back to our superstition episode as well. But it is illegal for black cats not to wear bells on Friday the 13th. 
I understand this kind of in a perfect world where every cat has an owner, but what if it's a black stray cat? Like, who's, who are they going to punish? Are they going to burn it know. at the stake? I have no idea. And the whole idea is that you don't want to be caught off guard having a black cat cross your path on Friday the 13th. So if you are an owner, you owe it to the rest of the community to keep them from that stroke or bad luck. That's hilarious. <laughs> that one just really gets me. Now, if we travel across the pond, many, many, many years ago, King George I passed a law that is still in effect and that it's illegal for commoners' pets to fornicate with any royal animal. This is... <laughs> Right? And they used to execute you. Like if the you person, did this. not the animal? I could not figure that out, which one it was, but I'm pretty sure the person. And they don't do that anymore. They don't, ha they do not kill you if your dog runs across the lawn and fornicates with one of the corgis. You're safe. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. Um, you know, I talked about the Middle Ages. I came across a story that I thought, I mean, it's kind of sad, but also kind of funny when you think about it. So, Pigs and horses would also face prosecution, not just little mice. And I guess that a pig killed a little kid. That's not the funny part, clearly. <laughs> but they hanged the pig. Oh my God. The logistics of hanging a pig is weird and also unnecessary. So, and I don't know if they ate it afterward. That was in the middle ages. Now back over here in modern times, these still exist on the books, but I'm sure they're not enforced. In Chicago, Illinois, it is illegal for you to give a dog whiskey or any other strong drink. And also you cannot give your dog, cat, or any other pet that you may have a lit cigar. So, uh, okay. I mean, these are very specific laws that make me wonder what has happened to cause people to want to go through the effort of getting a law on the books. Drunken dogs <laughs> wandering around. Well, I'm wondering if this wasn't during course. Prohibition. That's just, you know, to me, I'm like imagining the speakeasy gets busted. And then these people are like, no, the dogs are drinking. So, <laughs> and they were like, well, we'll just make it illegal for dogs to drink. Sorry. You know, this is, this is what I'm imagining. Okay. okay that's <laughs> Yeah. So down in my neck of the woods in Arkansas, it is illegal to blindfold cows on public highways. Now you can blindfold them anywhere else that you want, just not on public highways. I mean, it seems like it would be a disaster for the person driving on the highway if a cow stumbles into the road and can't see where he's going. Absolutely. So I am sure that at some point there was a problem with this. And I would imagine there's a reason to blindfold cows. But in modern times, this is pretty hilarious. So if you go to Baltimore, Maryland, and you want to go to the movies, you are not allowed. Like, this is illegal. So do not do it. Do not be tempted. You may be tempted. But do not take a lion to the movies with you. It's just, it's illegal. It's illegal for you to take a giant man-eating lion with you to the movies. Well, okay. So I think that makes a lot of sense after having watched Tiger King because that dude carried tigers everywhere. True, true. So I'm not really sure if, if someone was that crazy, but apparently somebody was probably that crazy. So I don't know. 
Um, I love this one in Texas. It's very, very Texas law here. And that is, it is illegal to shoot a buffalo from the second story of a hotel. So first story, you're totally fine. Third story, great. If you want to shoot them from any other building, go for it. But just not the second story of a hotel. (laughs) I mean, these are are just great. Um, In Massachusetts, you cannot put a gorilla in the back seat of your car, but they can totally sit in the front seat. Here's an oddly specific one in Wyoming, which I just want to know the backstory on, and I should have taken the time to look it up, but I have not. So anyone else can Google it and then tell us what it is. But in Wyoming, it is illegal to photograph rabbits without a permit between January and April. What? I mean, that just seems like a money grab to me. Who's the criminal now? I don't know. And I'm sure that it has something to do with that. You're so right. I'm sure it has to do with money. Now we'll go on over to a couple of other countries and, and maybe just see about our freedoms here in America, because we don't really have laws about what animals you can and can't have in the realm of pets, right? Like cats and dogs, birds, but maybe you can't have a lion, right? Okay. I get Mm -hmm. that. But in China, in Beijing, only one dog per household is allowed and it must be under 14 inches tall. Wow. As a country full of tiny dogs. It is. And Samson wouldn't be allowed to be your pet. And all of these people that love their dogs, especially like labs. I always feel like someone who has one lab has two labs, right? Mm -hmm. I barely know anybody who doesn't have two Labradors. You couldn't, you could only have one. And in fact, you couldn't have either because they're more than 14 inches tall. That's just some serious restrictions going on over there. And then here's a restriction in Switzerland. You know, you and I, we could just go to the Humane Society, we could fill out a little form, and we could take the dog. Or we could go to somebody's house and get a dog, right? Right. We could go to someone's house and get a cat. Mm -hmm. Well, in Switzerland, all pets must have a companion, and people must pass a written and verbal test before they are allowed to own a dog. Yes, that's seriously restrictive. It's a commitment. You know, they want to make sure everyone's qualified. Sure. I mean, I don't think that I need to pass a written and verbal test to give food and comfort to Scarlett. And that's just, that's just a little much. The breeder that we purchased Samson from in Washington state, uh, she interviewed us. We had three hours. She interviewed us. She gave us a written questionnaire that we then had to fax back and she had to like approve us as owners. Oh, and I get that because she wants to make sure that the dog she is selling is going to the right place. And, but that would be different if the state of Washington said she had to do that. And then what does that do? So you have a dog and it has puppies and you could give joy to someone else, but no, you can't because now you have to treat it like it is a car and (laughs) it's just so crazy how restrictive that is. That's why I brought it up because I, because I think that sometimes we take for granted the fact that we can just so freely live our lives, even down to the pets that we have. And And it's not that way everywhere. There's a lot more laws like that across the world. Well, I found this fascinating article about Europe's insane history of putting animals on trial since we've mentioned that. Yeah. Anyone would like to dig in a little more and learn about the pigs who were executed, the weevils who were put on trial. Oh my goodness. Or the 
chimpanzee, the fight to make a chimpanzee equal to a human, you know, this article is there for you. Just people have too much time, too much time. <laughs> like justice systems aren't already backed up. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. You know, Monica, we're entering into true crime month. And we are going totally lighthearted with this. And and I love it because who knew there was so much true crime involving animals, whether that be true crime, you can do like having a gorilla in your backseat, right? Oh, speaking of animals, I hear Samson. Samson, he's here. (laughs) But I thought it would be interesting to see if any famous killers had animals or did they all just hate pets were they so grotesque that they couldn't have them but you will you will come to find out that that is not true monica did any serial killers like the really famous ones did they have pets or didn't they just start out by you know torturing them yeah monica you would be really shocked to find out how many of the serial killers that are infamous had pets and pets that they loved i think that that might be a misnomer that all serial killers were mean to animals when they were young now a lot were of course right but um john wayne yeah it's not universal so john wayne gacy had dogs growing up and loved them and he showed no remorse um, or emotion for any of his victims yet he wept upon the death of his dogs wept wow yeah so jeffrey dahmer also had a dog named frisky when he was a boy and he said that that was his only friend so i would say that as i read through this a lot of the animals that these people had like ed gen he is the butcher of plainfield he had dogs also dr death and while not a true crime but a true disgusting individual adolf hitler also had dogs that won't say their breed um that he loved he even found one as a stray and nurtured it and raised it right so yeah so it's just kind of shocking to me that there's so many of these but what i would like to add to this that as i went through this was on murdermiletours.com it is a blog and it has all sorts of really cool true crime stuff not one of these serial killers owned a cat (laughs) i'm not surprised So <laughs> that cat would have peed all over them all the time. Yeah, they would have been annoyed. They even the serial killers knew better. They couldn't put it. The cat would have owned them. They probably would have had it smuggling heroin into the prison after. Right, right. So cats are more for the drug dealers and dogs yeah. are more for the serial killers. But what it looks like is that these people had very rough childhoods and they clung to the dog, which makes a lot of sense. Comfort and companionship. I know that is a little heavy, but I think that as True Crime Month plugs along, we're going to go into a little bit heavier topics, but without being (laughs) like whenever I watch some things, I'm like, now I must watch a comedy. Right, right. (laughs) Well, we'll enliven everything with some humor and some interesting facts, as well as, you know, some of our favorite true crime podcasts or series. Yeah. What else are we planning kind of for this month? Do we want to tell everybody a a little bit of our ideas that might be showing up? Absolutely. So we're going to have an episode where we talk extensively about our favorite true crime podcast and series, because while Monica and I both love true crime, 
we like very different genres and we only have one crossover. So I'm going to tell you what I've been listening to and my thoughts on the different cases because they're all true. Some of them are still unfolding. Yes. And I am doing creepy, weird, unsolved mysteries. Most of them are historical. I like to get in the Wayback Machine and, and just go travel in time and look at, at all the things. And as I'll get into, it's really interesting because it was before the time of forensics, really. So solving crimes was hard and getting away with crimes was easy. Unless yeah. you were a pig in medieval times, <laughs> then you got hung. Then you got hung. I bet that bacon was good. So yeah, so we've got quite a bit lined up and then we'll just move right into the holidays and I don't know, have more fun things to talk about. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever run out of great topics. And if you, listener, friend, have a topic, DM us on our Instagram, which is at Two Monica's Podcast. Also, if you've loved this episode, share it with a friend. Super easy. Just go ahead and hit that little share button right there where you're listening to us right now and send it to a friend in a message and say, hey, I love this. I think you'll love it too. Awesome. Well, until next time, friends, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.